Welcome to the Wealth Equation Podcast with me, Wealth Ninja, Kristen Wunsch. If you want to be wealthy, but money feels like physics and the thought of making a budget makes you want to die, stick around. Here, we break it all down super simply. We demystify wealth so you run your money instead of your money running you. We're here to ditch the hustle, earn more, hold more, and grow more simply. We're coming in hot with practical teachings, deep mindset shifts, and the perfect amount of woo-woo so that you become the kind of woman who creates wealth with ease. Money is a dance party if you let it be. You were born for wealth, and by pressing play, your up-level begins. Hello, beautiful humans. Welcome back to another incredible episode. I'm so excited to be here with you. You know, this podcast has been a very long time coming and I have so many things I want to share with you over the coming weeks and months. We have lots in store. Hopefully by now you have binged your way through all the little mini-sodes and are loving those. And so from here on out, we're going to do two episodes a week. So I'm going to be bringing you one interview with an epic woman, uh, self-made millionaire, high-income earner, basically a woman that has really mastered wealth for herself and Every one of them has done it in a very different way, but I really want to take you behind the scenes as to what it really takes and some of the tools and principles and philosophies and identities that you can integrate for yourself from hearing their stories. And then once a week, I'm going to bring you one of these solo episodes. So I'll break down a concept in a really clear and simple way so that you can really begin to feel mastery of your money and it will become as easy as riding a bike. So over these next three episodes, I'm going to take you through the three steps to creating wealth and why it's not as complicated as you think. So stick with me. Wealth is simple. It really is. And for many of us, it hasn't felt that way because finance typically isn't taught to us in school. The industry as a whole is very confusing, very complex. It's full of a whole bunch of jargon and it can feel really overwhelming, really overwhelming in a hurry. So wealth at its core, how you create it is very simple. You need to spend less than you earn and you need to have your money making money, critical pieces. And that's really all you need. So to have more wealth, to create more, you need to earn more. You need to spend less and you need to grow your money. So have your money earning money. And one of the reasons that this can be, or has been challenging, or maybe has felt challenging in the past is that the old paradigm of wealth has been from a place of contraction. Like the finance industry, you know, has been all about earning more just for the numbers, like getting more money in the bank just for the sake of having money or spending less from a place of contraction, a place of constriction, right? Like budgeting and like we can't spend on the things that we desire. And that obviously doesn't feel very good. And so in my world, everything gets to be about expansion. Every dollar you make gets to be fun. It gets to be from a place of alignment. It gets to feel really juicy. It gets to be earning money, doing the things that you love. Spending gets to be from a place of expansion too. So you don't have to be in a, in a contracted state. You get to spend more on the things that light you up. You get to spend on the things that are aligned for you. And you get to do that from a place of, I know where my money is going. And you get to feel really confident doing that. And so the first step in, you know, the formula that I just laid out is earning more. And it's, that piece is really important because that's what feeds the rest of the funnel, you know, accelerating your income, earning more. That is a really critical piece. But first 
I want to take you through what gets in the way of that. What gets in the way of a lot of things, really. So another problem with the old paradigm of finance is that they don't teach us the importance of beliefs. People often want more strategy. They think the strategy is important. And knowing what to do with the money that you have and knowing the strategy behind how you're creating more money and how you're bringing more money in is really important. But your beliefs will always be the thing that is in the way. So you could have the picture-perfect strategy, but not execute it or not take action on it because of what's going on in your mind. And this is the reason why the exact same people can take part in the exact same business program, for example. And some people will get results and some people won't. Or multi-level marketing companies, right? Everyone has the exact same structure, the same formula, the same product even. But some people get vastly different results and others don't. Why is that? Because of their beliefs. So if you have a belief, and this is something that comes up frequently in the women that I meet, is that numbers aren't my thing. If you have a belief that numbers aren't your thing, you might do things like avoid your bank accounts, not ask questions about your money from your accountant. You might avoid money conversations with your partner. You might defer all your money stuff to somebody else. You're like, too hard basket. It's not my thing. Somebody else's thing right? Versus if you had the belief, numbers don't feel super comfortable for me, but I know I can learn anything. You might be reading books on it. You might be tuning into podcasts like this, which I love. You might hire a coach to help unblock some of those beliefs. You might join a program to teach you the things you don't know about money. So you would just learn the things you need to know about money in the same way you learn how to ride a bike. So beliefs are critical. Now, the other day I was at a friend's house. I'm going to give you an example of how this plays out because it's really easy to say beliefs create our reality, but we think we often think it's the actions, right? We think our actions are creating our reality, but the beliefs are the, the things that are operating beneath the surface that are actually changing the actions that we take. So the other day I was at a friend's house and there was a bunch of us spending time together and a few of them were chatting about one of the women there. She was negotiating the sale of part of her business. And so they were two men, her friends were talking to her about this negotiation and giving her advice on how to do it and what to say and how to get what she wanted out of it. And I was watching the whole thing unfold and I could see the, I could see the entire situation play out and I could see what their beliefs were and what her beliefs were. And so their beliefs were things like, of course you deserve that much. This is just business. You just need to ask for that. Of course, she's going to say, yes, these are all the reasons this makes sense. But her beliefs, the woman actually, you know, negotiating for the sale of her business, I could see some of the things that were coming up for her. She was thinking things like, you know, will I sound greedy if I ask for more? Or this might impact our relationship. I don't want to do damage to our relationship. Or, you know, if I tell her I want 
thousands more, she might just walk away. So I'm, I risk losing the sale in general. And so none of this would be a problem except that she wanted more. She deeply wanted to ask for a certain number. She had a specific number in mind, but her beliefs about what it would mean and what it would take to get to that number were standing in the way of her actually creating the results that she wanted. And so your beliefs create your reality. Your beliefs, some of those are conscious and some of those are subconscious. Some of those beliefs you are aware that you have and some of them lay beneath the surface and they're super sneaky. And so the work that we do is really finding and uncovering some of those beliefs and understanding how you can change your beliefs to create a completely different results. So if you had a belief, for example, that no one has money to pay for your next offer or your next product, you wanted to put out this, this new offer, this really exciting thing that you had built, but deep down you were like, I don't know, I've heard stuff about a recession. Do people have money? I really don't believe that people are going to be able to pay for this. And you might be aware that you have that belief, but you might actually not be aware that you're even operating that. So if you had that belief, you would be showing up very differently. You would be showing up differently in your emails, on social media, in sales conversations. You might be doing things like offering discounts. You might be talking a lot about the price and trying to talk about why it's worth the price. You might be in convincing energy, right? You might be a total weirdo on sales calls because you're so in your head that it's going to be a no because of the price. Versus thinking, this new offer is so incredible. I give exceptional value and there are thousands of people out there who would be so excited to pay me. If you actually were operating from that belief, and if you fully believe that, you would be showing up in a very different way when it came to deciding the price. You might be on sales calls. You'd be asking questions on those calls that focus on your potential client, right? What's in alignment for them? What do they desire? What results do they think this could create for them? You might be asking them what they think they need instead of trying to figure out, can they afford it or not? You'd be showing up really powerfully in your energy when you talk on stories or when you do videos. Your beliefs create different actions, create different results. And so here's the thing, because you're actually taking different actions from these beliefs, you're doing different things, you're getting different results, right? So in scenario one, you only land one new client and then you have more evidence for the story that no one can afford to pay your prices. So you keep doing things that are consistent with that. You keep operating that story. And then you have more and more evidence for that <laughs> because you're thinking that that is actually true, that people can't afford to pay it or don't want to pay it. Or there's a recession coming. So that's a fact. So you have more and more evidence 
that reinforces that belief. And you keep running that belief, taking the actions consistent with that and getting the results consistent with that versus just believing the things you need to believe and the things you want to believe that will get you the results that you want. So step one, when it comes to creating wealth is all about earning more. I want to take you through a few of the things that get in the way of women earning more, earning as much as they want to. And the first one is a little bit of hustle. <laughs> so the idea that you have to work really, really hard to make great money. And this is definitely something that society has given us a story, right? The hustle culture is real. I definitely spent many, many years in it. There's a lot of programming from childhood that if you watched your parents work really, really hard, you might have the belief that you need to work hard in order to make good money or that working harder is what creates more money. So you might be doing things like looking for ways to be busy. You might be doing a lot of things instead of doing the few things that might be uncomfortable, but really move the needle. If you think about, you probably all have heard the 80-20 principle, you know, 80% of your results are created from 20% of your actions or 80% of the revenue in your business is probably from 20% of your clients. So we all know this principle, but are you actually implementing it? Are you actually using this? Are you actually scrapping all the 80% of the things that are not really moving the needle forward? And this is really easy to, to do the easy stuff, right? So to do the things that feel comfortable every day, if you start your day by checking emails or scrolling social media, you can really bet that you're not doing the uncomfortable things that are really going to give you a quantum leap, that are really going to change the game, that are really going to accelerate things. So if you think about that versus, you know, pitching for a massive partnership that you think you have no business going after or risking hearing no by reaching out to someone that's really high profile or getting back to all of the potential clients that you think might actually be interested in the next thing that you're offering. So it's not about working harder. It's not about doing more. It's not about hustling to get there. It's about doing the few potent things that really matter. How could you be doing less and earning more. That's what we're here to do. And, and then there's something really sneaky that comes up. And, and this was a really powerful realization for me. We think when it comes to, you know, our money goals or a big vision, we think that of course we'd want to earn more. Why wouldn't we, right? We might have, you might have a money goal for this year or next year and one thing that you might be missing is you might actually be afraid of the money, afraid of what success means. And so you might be staying small or playing small because on some level, there's some belief operating that you're worried about what it might mean to be that wealthy, to hit that money goal. So this can show up in a number of ways. You might be worried that it will disconnect you from your friends or your partner. If you're, if you're worried about earning more than your partner, 
that will definitely keep you in the same income bracket that you're in right now. If you're worried about what your friends might think, are you worried about being judged? This could show up if you struggle to celebrate wins. This could be operating for you. So you might be doing things consciously or subconsciously that keep you at the level that you're currently at. Maybe not raising your rates, not pitching for those big partnerships, or maybe just not attracting more clients than you currently have. The fear of success can be real, right? Or if you believe that your success will come at a cost to anything, whether it's your health, if you think that you have to hustle to get there and you've burnt out before, you might be holding yourself back because you think that you have to hustle to get there and you don't want to sacrifice your health. Or maybe you believe that it might take away from your family time. You have to sacrifice your time in order to create more, which isn't true. Or if you believe that you're maybe bad at numbers and earning at the level that you really want to be earning at is going to complicate your life, like more money, more problems, right? Like, what am I going to do with all the money when it comes in? So I'm just going to keep it out. So you might be energetically keeping money at bay without even realizing it. It's almost like, imagine putting your foot on the gas pedal and the brake pedal when you're driving a car at the same time. You're like, you have your foot on the gas, but you're undoing all the work by also having your foot on the brake pedal. That's really what it's like. So that's something to really reflect on. Is, is there anything operating that where you actually fear what the money would mean for your life or what you might have to do to get it? And then one of the other big ones is the idea that when we have more, others have less. And if on any level, and this is probably one of the most common beliefs I see for women is that the belief that when you have more or when you earn more, that it's taking from somebody else. And it is so toxic and so not true. And it is one of the biggest things I see that hold people back. And it just needs to go. <laughs> we just got to get rid of it because honestly, it's not serving anyone. I want you to really reflect on like, what would you do with more money? Most people, when they hear that, they would give more. They would give more. They would share more. They would treat their friends. They would spend more in their family. And even if you didn't, even if you had no intention to give anything away or to contribute to anyone else, you deserve to earn more just for you. <laughs> If not you, then who? Money isn't finite. And this idea that when we have more, others have less is built on the belief that money is finite. It's a scarcity thing, right? It's like there's a fixed amount of money. And if I take some of it, somebody else loses, which totally isn't true. L the government literally prints more money every day. <laughs> so money, paper money isn't a finite resource. And also money and wealth in general is not finite and it's not fixed. 
think about also how good it feels to spend money. So how good it feels to buy things that you're in love with, right? So when we're on the other side of it and we're the business that's, you know, setting the rates of our services or our products, we think that like a lower price is better or that we're taking in some way, but how good does it feel to buy things? So when a client is buying from you or investing in your services, it actually feels amazing for them. If that's aligned, they get to feel really excited. Think about the last thing you bought that you're in love with. And think about things that you actually spend a lot of money on. Now, imagine, you know, the the $1,000 boots, right? The splurge. We sometimes assume that people want to pay less money, but think about those $1,000 boots or the last splurge purchase that you made. How much do you love those boots? <laughs> you like you don't wear them in the snow. You clean them religiously. They have their own little special rack in the closet. <laughs> you feel like a boss when you're wearing them. They mean something to you. They mean a lot more because you spent $1,000 on them. You invested $1,000 than they would if you had spent 10 bucks on the boots from Walmart right? Imagine how much value or think about, really reflect on how much value those boots bring to your life, how much joy you get to have in your life because of them, right? So think about that when you are on the other side of it for your clients. In my negotiation example, you know, the story that I shared before, the, that woman, she believed that by asking for more, she was taking from the other woman. But imagine if she actually had the belief that the other woman was going to purchase this asset, purchase this thing from her and create way more value from that purchase. What she was going to be able to do with it in her business would create so much value for her business, for herself and for her clients that it was worth way more than she was paying for it. Because that is the truth. Otherwise, she wouldn't have been interested in it. So I want to say this, when it comes to all of this work, your ability to create wealth comes from your energy, your, you know, your identity. It comes from your beliefs and it comes from the actions that you take. And all three of those things are really important. And so earning more is critical to, like I said, feeding the rest of the funnel, right? You earn more and then you figure out what to do with the money that you earn so that it's growing for you and expanding and it's growing exponentially. And that's what we're here to do. And I want to say this, when it comes to mindset and the importance of beliefs in everything that you do when it comes to creating wealth, you... As you listen to me and as you do this work and as you really start to explore this for yourself, you're going to start to understand your own mind in a way you never have before. You're going to start to see how your beliefs change your actions and they shape the things that you do every day and the way that you show up. You're going to start to see how 
changing those beliefs will create completely new results for you, will make you more money than you've ever seen before. And you're going to become aware of your ability to choose and create whatever beliefs you want. And you are going to feel limitless. Honestly, that is the power of this work. It's It feels like magic sometimes. When you feel limitless in your ability to create your reality, it's like you're a magician. <laughs> you're like a money ninja. And it feels starts to feel really fucking fun. Honestly, it feels really good. And I want you to know when you start to do this work and you become aware, more aware of your beliefs, you're going to find a few things. And I need to make this really, really clear for you. Some of the beliefs you're going to discover and uncover are going to be very, very supportive, right? There are lots of things you believe about yourself, about money, about the world that are like amazing, right? They're really helpful in feeling good and creating things that you want, right? You might believe that they're, that you're an absolute boss at certain things in your life. And that's epic. There are other beliefs that are not so supportive and we get to shift those. And so there can be this tendency to believe that there's going to be a place that you get to where you're free of limiting beliefs. And I need to make this abundantly clear. That place will never occur. <laughs> the goal is not to be free of limiting beliefs because every new expansive vision that you have, every new goal that you set, everything that you want to bring into reality that you've never created before, every new level you want to get to that you're like, I haven't done this. Of course, there are going to be things that come up that are in your way pieces of, of doubt of, is it possible? Of Can you create that? So it's not that limiting beliefs are wrong and we're not trying to get rid of them all. The goal is to really become more aware of them so that you can decide whether you want to believe that or not. And so when you start to do this work, what happens is not that you become free of limiting beliefs or you are free of having a human brain and a human mind, but you become more aware of them. You're quicker to see them and you can shift them very quickly instead of just believing them forever. And I'll tell you, after doing this work for many years, I can tell you, you fall in love with the process. There, Sometimes I look at my brain and I'm like, oh my God, what is going on up there? <laughs> the things that it tries to tell me are just crazy. I'm like, that's so not true. And so I want you to fall in love with this process. I want you to fall in love with the fact that you're human and you have a human mind. And just know that you get to create any beliefs you want, beliefs that are supportive for you. You get to create any reality you want. Anything you desire is available for you. I need you to know that. And you get to create the beliefs. You get to collect evidence for those beliefs. And you get to really make magic happen in your own life. And I'll leave you with this. This single belief to anchor in. You being wealthy is good for the world. I'll see you here next week. Thank you so much for tuning in. It's a gift to vibe with you here every week. If you're digging the content, I would be honored if you'd leave a rating, a review, and subscribe to the show. Not just for me, but it's how women just like you find the pod. It truly is how we can all make an impact. More women being ridiculously fucking wealthy and building a life of their wildest dreams. 